Hello and welcome to the Mix, Sizzle, and Shake Your Business podcast. This is Sue Ann with Right Mix for Business, and I welcome you. Thank you for listening. Okay, so today, in I guess the spirit of the holiday weekend that my friends in some parts of Europe and in the U.S. had this past weekend, and probably they're kind of continuing in that lazy mode holiday spirit maybe during the week a little, and getting excited about summer happenings and so forth, I thought I'd take a little break from a heavy-duty topic and talk about social media marketing. I was asked recently to talk about Twitter for Business and pulled together some resources, which I will share with you soon also, um, about using Twitter for business and about social media marketing with Twitter. But in thinking about this topic, I first had to stop and kind of give myself a reminder and I felt present to the people that I was sharing this information with a little bit of a pre-social media marketing setup to get you into the mood and into the right frame and, and really into a position to be promoting on social media because it's not going to be effective if you're not set up in some ways first. So if you're new to social media, this will be really good for you. If you're not new to social media, this might be some things to think about anyway. Um, if you're, In case you're missing some of this stuff that, you know, maybe should have been priorly, uh, something that you should have pr- thought of prior to starting your social media or that you should back up and punt and put together so that your social media is stronger as you go forward. So I thought I would share my presentation that I put together um, with you on the podcast today. So we're talking about social media marketing uh, in particular with my fave, Twitter. And this is a discussion about pre-social media marketing to get your head into it. There are a few things you need to do uh, in setting up your website, for example. And step one would be to use social share buttons on your website. If you don't have social share buttons, you're not going to have content that's shared. And when people share your content, that is your ability to bring new eyeballs to your content, new traffic to your website, and get gain bigger and new attention to your content. It's getting eyeballs on your work. But if you're not helping to get those eyeballs on your work by, for example, step one, having social share buttons on your website, you're making a mistake. You're not setting yourself up to do a promotion and distribution strategy because you're not making it easy for people to promote and distribute through share buttons. So make sure you have those share buttons on your website. Now there are free or premium plugins. I use Social Warfare on one of my sites and I think it's awesome. Um, It's had some problems but they always fix it. I think it's a good person and a good um, concept behind the um, Social Warfare uh, plugin. And it it does some other things that we'll talk about later that help promote your content through the plugin. Now, again, there's a free or a premium version. If you're just starting, go with free. The premium version is inexpensive, so to me, it's worth it. I also have a site that that I'm going to be promoting very soon, and actually, it's in 
conjunction with this show. It's going to be the new podcast site that I'm going to be introducing, and I'll be telling you more about that this week. But I'm using Social Pug as a free, the free version to start my share buttons on there. So I'll maybe let you know more as I learn about Social Pug, and that's another choice. And it has a freemium that's working out great for me right now. And I know people who are using, again, the premium of that plugin and love it as well. I may go to that in the future. Um, also, when you this having these social share buttons is really again setting up your promo and distribution strategy and that's something that you need to do in advance of just going on social media if you don't have a little bit of a promotion and distribution strategy in place like having share buttons then you're missing the boat before you even get on the water, <laughs> okay? Also, you have to add with your share buttons the, a, a plus a, a click-to-tweet ability. Now, click-to-tweet, again, can be done through social warfare or your social share button. Now, there's a Gutenberg block. Um, I'm not sure if there's a standard block, but I know you can get a block through Ultimate, um, Ultimate Gutenberg and I can give you a resource for that as well. Um, but that gives you a click-to-tweet ability. And again, it doesn't even matter if you don't want to be on Twitter, if you never go on Twitter, even though I advocate for Twitter because it brings me business. If you never go on Twitter, that's okay. You still want to provide click-to-tweet ability and that click-to-tweet button for people who do have an audience on Twitter. Because guess what? They're sharing your content to their audience. They're building you a new line of traffic. They're bringing you traffic from a social platform by sharing it that way. Make it easy on them. So don't forget the share button and the click to tweet ability. Now, again, you can do that through some of these uh, share button and premium plugins, or there's a click to tweet block, or there's even a click to tweet.com that you can get some um, code and stick it on your site. So there's three ways to go about it, but do it. And then remember that this is helping you grow your reach and traffic via your social outreach by having these. So they're really a smart thing to do. And I, I didn't have a click to, I didn't have share buttons on my first couple articles. I didn't really know how to do it or how, you know, I maybe thought, wow, it'd be nice to have share buttons, but it didn't occur to me to do it or how. And someone reached out and said, hey, we want to share this article. Where's the buttons? And I had to backtrack. So get yours in place. That's a good idea for you. Now, step two on your pre-social media marketing, this is very important, is to create quality content worth sharing. Because if you don't have content that's worth sharing, it's not going to get shared. I hate to break you the news. So creating the quality, the top quality, shareable, worth sharing content is important. How do you do that? You make it informational and educational. You make it interesting or entertaining. You give value-added thoughts, ideas, questions. You ask questions and stir a conversation, etc. Okay? Show new angles or a new spin on a topic. Fill in information on a topic that's widely talked about, but not in this area. Uh, be a contrarian. All these are ways that if you can share a quality idea and, and information and be educational, bring that value, then that's going to be shareable content. So make sure you have top quality content 
that's worth sharing. And I think this applies to some other things too that some of you aren't paying attention to, uh, especially new bloggers, I think, or young bloggers. So watch your punctuation. Watch your capitalization. You know, use good grammar and check these things. This reflects on how you appear and it reflects on your professionalism. That's why it's so important. It's not because I'm being a, you know, literary critic. It's because you need to project professionalism. And if you're not spelling correctly or punctuating correctly or capitalizing correctly, you're not somebody a client is going to be wanting to run to work with because, you know, it's just like the bathroom at the restaurant. If your bathroom at your restaurant is clean, people have a ton of trust in everything else. If the bathroom's clean, the place is clean. That's just how people think because that's a detail. That's the icky part. <laughs> that part is shining, then the rest. So even if you're not that great a writer or you're still getting, learning your voice and, and learning how to do informational, entertaining, all those kinds of content, if you at least present it in a very well put together framework that makes you look like a pro, that's going to help you, okay? Also, number three, step three, by adding shareable assets to your content, it's going to help make it shareable too. And what are shareable assets? Well, that's like visuals. It's also like subheads in using, you know, H2s and, and subheads so that you have using bullet points, outlining things, offering quotes so that it stands out differently, having a lot of paragraphs and spacing, using white space, um, and again, adding visuals. And visuals can be a lot of different things. It can be a slide share, it can be a still, it can be a video, it can be an infographic. There's so many visuals. It can be a chart or a graph. There's just visuals, 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 but these break up your content, they make it more memorable, they make it more shareable, and they're really an important asset to creating that quality. So step three, get those assets shareable in other ways. Then step four in your pre-social media marketing, think about when you're creating your content, repurposing content. And why would you want to do that? Well, there's a lot of reasons. And one of them is that you want to have a cross-channel expansion. You want your content to be able to be repurposed onto different social media platforms and different formats, different media, different channels, different everything, all from one solid piece of content. One quality piece of content can spread far and wide and be a lot of things and still be quality and help you share the same message, the same communication to a bigger audience or to an audience in different ways, in ways that they like to hear it. Some people like podcasts, some people like to read, some people watch videos, some people, you know, really enjoy a presentation like the slide shares. Slide shares and infographics do great and, and they do great on social media. So when you're putting together your quality content in your mind, create this content for a mix of formats. If you think about it up front in a mix of formats, you're kind of already setting yourself ahead on that promotion and distribution strategy. 
Um, again, how else to do it? Slide shares, videos, blog posts with visuals, or written blog posts. You can make a podcast out of a a blog, or you can make a blog out of a podcast. And again, infographics. Another thing is you can make social media specific versions of a communication or an idea or a blog post by having a tweet series, for example, that you create that goes with the post that, you know, talks about different important points in that post in a tweet series with a graphic. Bam. You can do a Pinterest plan in a similar way. You could even do a flipboard rendition of the concepts in, you know, pieces from a big piece and create small pieces for a flipboard uh, rendition. Or you can create a flipboard with, you know, a group of similar posts. You know what I mean? To, to repurpose, um, you know, all your social media posts can be in a social media flipboard. Okay? So, hint, think about the multiple purposes for your content as you're planning it, as you're designing it, as you're creating it, as you're working with it. And don't forget to create those versatile pieces like visuals for the post, for the slide share, for the infographic, and for the video. You can use the same visuals if you plan it and think about it strategically ahead of times. In other words, all these steps that I just gave you are one, two, three, four ways to optimize your site your content, and your additional media and content assets that you create for easy social sharing and engagement. This way, you're set up, bam. Okay? Um, And I think this was really an important thing to talk about before I talked about using Twitter for business and talking about Twitter for business specifically. Because if you're not set up in these other ways, like having click to tweet or having social share buttons on your content or creating visuals, because those tweets with visuals do a lot better statistically. As you know, that's the same with most social um, platforms. The ones with visuals do better. So this is all important, and this is all the parts and pieces as you enter into that realm. And I advise, at least this is what was advised me, and it's worked for me so far, and I'm, I'm still doing it this way, but take your social slowly so that you're comfortable with it. Do one platform at a time. Start with just one and build your way up. And a lot of people suggest you don't ever do more than three because three is the most that you can do really well. Now, I have to say that there's some people uh, like Lisa Sicard would be one, um, Mike Alton would be one, that I, Dr. I, I, Addison Zhang, Dr. I, Anyway, she, you guys all know her. These, these people all, you know, really make a multi-effort on a multi-channel. Uh, Miss Eileen is another one. They're on video. They're on podcasting. They're on, you know, blogging. They're on groups and handling webinars. And you see them everywhere. These are cross-promotional platform things that they're doing that, You'll see everywhere that they're, they're distributing them in every way on every platform. 
There's, you know, not one platform that they're doing that video on that with with I. She's doing it on six platforms live at the same time. It's beautiful. But, you know, for you and me, start with one and, you know, try to try to concentrate and do well with three because not all of us are Mike Alton and Zai and Lisa. We need to take it slow. At least I do. I'm up to three that I'm trying to handle pretty well. Twitter, of course, I'm I'm doing very well at, I think. At least my friends seem to think so. Um, and, you know, LinkedIn is one that I would like to m develop more. And Facebook, which I thought was a losing... I didn't even want to do it. Thought it was a losing proposition, and it's doing better and better with, with interaction and things that I'm doing and learning on there. So, even if you're like me and don't want to do any of them, just try one at a time. Take it slow. And one of the reasons I picked Twitter to start with, and it's been a winner for me, is that Twitter seemed easiest to me. So you can be a chicken like I am and start by picking the platform that you feel is easiest for you. Also think about for your first platform, not just about what's easy for you and what you like, although that helps, but think about where your audience might be. If you're selling a product or something artistic, you might need to have Pinterest or Instagram, which are much more visual types of social platforms, or YouTube. You might want to do demonstrations of your painting techniques, and that would be the best to do, you know, in a video series live on YouTube. And that's where people who are learning to paint might be looking. They don't want to just read something how to do. They want to see it. So that platform would fit your audience. So you want to think about what you think you can manage, like me, what chicken way to do it, what's easy. And at that time, it was, what, 140 characters for a tweet. I figured I could handle this. But um, pick one platform, grow up to three, unless you're genius, then you can get to four or five or six, like some of those people I mentioned. Um, but make sure before you go into any of the social channels that you set up these things I'm talking about, these pre-social media marketing website content promo and distribution strategy items that you need to think about. And I think some people jump into social media and don't have any of this set up, like I didn't have my share buttons at first. Um, and I don't even think I was on social yet, but somebody still wanted to share, see? So they were going to get more eyeballs on it for me, and I wasn't ready. So don't make that mistake. Next, let's talk a little bit, just a tiny bit, about Twitter for Business. And why it's number one for me, here's the reasons. Number one, Twitter allows me to keep the conversation going over time. So it isn't all about the feed, okay? It's not just about promoting stuff on the feed. And the feed is cool because you can promote things more often on Twitter because it goes so fast and there's so much volume on there. So it's not a bad thing to promote things, you know, more than once, like you, you might be afraid to do on certain platforms. You don't want to, you know, saturate or penetrate 
a market like with you know over amounts of the same content or your own content um, but Twitter allows you to do a little bit more of that because it's so fast moving um, and then people can catch it if they missed it the first time around so it's okay to pr promote more than once on Twitter that's one of the nice things but it's not all about the feed at all it's about the conversation and I'll give you a perfect example when I wrote a review of Everybody Writes the famous book by Ann Handley New York Times book um, and a content marketing pro that sh she is also. A lot of you may have an interest in checking her out. Um, she, I wrote a book review about Everybody Writes on my site in, I think, 2015, and I still have ongoing conversations with her on Twitter. I love her newsletter. I promote it, and, you know, I'll always uh, tweet something original that I have my commentary on this week's letter. And I always hear back from Anne and Anne knows who I am. And, you know, it's really an ongoing conversation for what, five years now with, with Anne, you know, little at a time. And um, I think that's really cool because if I had a question right now, four years down the road with you know, Ms. Ann Henley, I could probably reach out to her and get an answer because she might know who I am. I've been promoting her work and her book for f four or five years now. And, you know, I just can keep that little tie, that little conversation going with Twitter. And that's really cool because she's a big shot and I'm a little shot, but she's still has interaction with me. So number two, the feed is also a super cool, this was the first thing I found out when I started using it, it's a super cool research tool. Um, I'll give you another example. I found Mark Schaefer, who is one of my favorite guys to read in all things marketing, and it's really weird because as I continue to read, he's, you know, he has the same college and grad school marketing books that I have. And apparently he spent his early career in the Pittsburgh area, might be from this area. And, you know, we have a lot in common in terms of what he knows about the Pittsburgh area and even, you know, have worked for the same companies in a way. Um, you know, we have it. It's, a, I guess, so many degrees of separation, but he's worked with companies that I've worked with, you know, over time in this area. So it's interesting because... I started talking with him on Twitter and then, beca you know, became a loyal follower of his newsletter and, you know, have had conversations with him via comments and what have you. And I learn from him all the time. And, you know, again, that's over a long period of time of promoting and learning about the same guy. You'll see a lot of my posts uh, reference him. But I just think he's really cool. And it feels like it feels like I could be completely out of my off my rocker, but it feels like we have some stuff in common. And, you know, we discovered that in talking on Twitter, you know, between sharing stuff. So, you know, really neat. It's a again, a research tool. That's where I found a lot of his content, which, you know, has been valuable research for me. Um, and then through that, you find other things like Tom Webster, who was recently his podcast partner. He just switched uh, to Brooke, but um, from B Squared Media. But the point I'm making is um, Tom Webster's a big reason. He's into research and stuff. So you get some, you know, research and data and stats, you know, from a from that association. So that feed becomes a research and a also an outreach to people in a similar industry or similar backgrounds or what have you. And then number three, my best biz contacts for real work have come from Twitter. You know, actual client phone calls. 
um, and actual client orders and actual client pro projects and actual paid work. So that's a few good reasons why Twitter is great for business and you might want to use it too. Now let me give you specifically to Twitter because before we were talking about you know pre-social media marketing and thinking of distribution and promotion strategy. Now let me give you a few tips particularly for your Twitter. First of all, your profile. Get your bio right. Give them a taste, but here's a thought, and this is going to go against what you see, so you might want to take a note of my, my thought here because it might help you, but every hashtag that you see in somebody's profile in their, in their bio, every hashtag that you see is a chance of a person clicking away from you and going to that hashtag to follow that line of information. Every time you see an at, like at and their company or another Twitter profile or what have you, they're offering a, another opportunity for people to click away from their bio and not stay on their bio, not stay on their feed, not stay on their website or go to their website. So you may want to be careful and not choose to use hashtags in your little Twitter bio and profile. I'm suggesting you don't because you don't want people to click away. Um, also, my suggestion for that bio and for the background is to make sure that your visual speaks for you. In other words, use the visual in the background to tell people something else about you without using words. For example, Lisa Sicard would be a great one. She has one of her social media awards in the background or, you know, mentions in a magazine, I forget, and she changes hers often, so it might not even be accurate right now. But she's showing you an award in the background that gives her social proof that she's awesome without saying a word. It's just noted in, in the image. You know what I mean? Um, other writers have, you know, books that they wrote mentioned there, or they have a picture of themselves giving a speech on a, on a podium showing that they are an authority in their area. So these things are pictures, but they speak louder for you. They give you words through your visual. So make, make use of that. Use the background if you can to help, you know, add to that profile into that bio and let it speak also. Don't, don't waste that space. Uh, number three, think carefully and select one key link for your profile. Again, this is a place where I say be careful about that one key link that you get. Now, on some social platforms, I think you can have more than one link. But for Twitter, you get one link. So that link should go to somewhere well thought on your part. Be careful, I say, about sending people directly to a landing page rather than to another site destination on this one link. And here's why. If they don't know you yet or they haven't, they're just, you know, checking you out by going through that link, which is what you essentially are doing, inviting them to that link is to check you out, I feel. You don't want to be force feeding them into a subscribe only option. You don't want to be sending them to a landing page that says sign up or else. Because why should they? They just clicked on you. They just got to your Twitter profile and they're possibly not ready to take that next step and share their email. So you may want to consider very carefully where that 
key link goes to. Now, some people just go straight to their website. Some people go to an about page or a services page. And some people do go straight to a sign up here. But I feel like that's like the people who direct message me that I hate <laughs> that say, hi, we're, I just met you on Twitter. We just connected on Twitter. Now buy this. Or here's my free service, my service, you know, here's my link to subscribe for my, you know, it might even be free to subscribe, but it's hitting me on the head with, hello, do something for me. And that's not how business relationships work or how they're built. And, you know, that's not the kind of pushy salesman that I am. Maybe that's you. But think about, again, where you use that key link to take people. Number four, always pin a meaningful item to the top position on your feed. There's a pin function. It's pin a tweet. And what you do is you pin something that's really good. Pick one of your best pieces of work. Pick something that's exciting or that's different or that, you know, really gives people a taste for who you are or what you offer or what your ideas are. I have a slide share, how to bling your blog, which I think is a super fab slide share. Um, it's got great visuals and great copy, and it really tells a simple, important story. So use that piece wisely also. Strategize that top position on your feed. Again, use this wisely. Make it count. And, oh, P.S., if you hear snoring in the background, I'm dog-sitting. <laughs> and my doggy is very, very comfortable. And it just occurred to me that as I'm recording, you might be able to hear her sleeping. Anyway, next, number five, understand and use Twitter lists. Um, we'll talk about that more in an upcoming episode with dun dun da, da Yes, Lisa Sicard is going to be coming on to the Mix Sizzle and Shake Your Business podcast. She's with the Inspire to Thrive blog, and we're going to be talking to her about some Twitter topics in the future. But before that, we'll be talking to her about something else with some biz tips. And she'll be coming on in this series of nine. So look for her in the next seven episodes, Lisa Sicard, with an important announcement, a big announcement. So stay tuned for that. But she'll tell you more about how to use those Twitter lists. But try making a list. Try saving people that you want to work with or your favorite research group of, um, you know, connections that you make or whatever the topic, even a, even a local group, whatever the topic, use those lists. Um, and we'll talk about that more again, but that's something else that you should want to learn about. Understand and use your Twitter list. Number six, hone in on your peeps with hashtags. Now here's where you get into hashtags. When you tweet and you're tweeting about your favorite topics like content marketing or business or biz tips or marketing or dog food, I don't care what, <laughs> whatever your topic is, you want to start learning how to use and attracting people with similar interests using those hashtags. So that's where they belong, and that's where you start to find people with hashtags and use the hashtags. When you tweet hashtags and people in that area will notice them and look, or people who are following those subject matters of those hashtags or those topics are going to take notice, and you're going to naturally, in that way, attract people with similar information, uh, similar ideas, similar um, interests 
guests and topics and so forth. Number seven, and this will be the final one for today, follow the information, or I mean follow, I'm sorry, <laughs> I skipped a line there. Follow and unfollow with discretion. Don't just follow every single person, although, you know, look, look, I'm a nice guy. That's my first tendency. Oh, he followed me. I want to follow him back. Follow each other. That's how it works. Follow back and forth. And, you know, I do try to do that, but I can't do it in some cases. For example, if I can't read anything on your feed, if you're writing in a language that I can't read anything on there, I can't really... I can't really connect or communicate with you. So sometimes I can't follow people with a with a different language because I'm just there's no connection if I can't read it or understand it. Um, or there's some areas that I have no interest in or I don't want to be heavily involved in, um, like people who only talk about politics and, no and nothing else. That's not something that I think mixes with business. Personally, I don't think it mixes with business. You can, you know, do it how you like. Um, but, you know, that would be something else. If you're, if everything on your stream is about politics, whatever your flavor or, or favorite thing is or hate is or love or hate, whatever your politic, if that's your whole stream, you're probably not a good, a good match for me because I want to talk to people who are writers and content creators and uh, digital marketers and marketers and business owners like myself and um, people who have been in business for a long time and people who are going into the digital areas and, you know, new trends in marketing and digital marketing and social media marketing, uh, communications and presentations. There's a lot of things that I'm interested in, but not so much politics, at least not in this, in this, um, um, particular case. So think about follow and unfollow by discretion, by who fits with what your vision is for your business and who you want to be communicating with and spending your time with. Because social media takes time and you're going to be giving it time and effort. So you want to, to, to make it be viable. You want to make it be valuable and you want to put your best f effort forward. So I thought that's why it was so important to give these pre-social media marketing thoughts to people, to just put it out there, especially introducing new people into social media, which was who I was talking to um, when I presented uh, the ideas. And then, you know, you want to strategize and really put your promotion and distribution into a strategy and your social media around your content and your business all wrapped into one big beautiful bow. So that's a lot to swallow guys. I hope it helped you. Um, also, don't forget, even if you're not on certain social, don't be afraid to use those buttons. Also, don't for, be afraid or find that click to tweet box um, and, and get the bigger image box with uh, things like the, um, um, the slide deck image where you can get the larger one. And in an upcoming post, uh, I will be telling you another little trick about getting those links to include images because there's a lot better possibility of you attracting with an image, not just a text link, even on Twitter. And um, I think Twitter people sometimes just do the characters 
and it takes a little effort sometimes to make sure that you have an image with it, but I've got a couple little tricks to give you on that front. Also, I'd like to let you know that in this last seven series coming to our countdown to 100, we also are going to have a guest visit I'm so excited about, Sharon Hurley Hall, dun, 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 who is a really world-renowned and world-respected blogger, content marketer, uh, freelance writer. Uh, she's a Reiki master. She's a super smart woman, polymath, and funny, nice person. So Sharon Hurley Hall is going to be talking to us about content marketing, which I think will be really great because everything that we talk about in the digital realm nowadays really encompasses or involves some aspect of content marketing. And content marketing is one of the hugest business endeavors in our time right now. You know, it's it's a huge thing. It's it's a bigger thing than advertising, although I guess you might call it a form of advertising or promotion anyway. But that's the thing. People look at it in a lot of different ways. And in our talk, in my talk with Sharon, you're going to find out some really interesting ways to look at things. And um, she talks about things in a different way when it comes to content marketing than, than you've probably read or heard other people talk about. So she'll be bringing us some new exciting information and new twists. And we'll be kicking off and I'll be telling you more about the website that we're going to be kicking off in a few days now for the McSizzle and Shake Your Business podcast. So I hope you'll tune in. I hope today's show gave you lots of good stuff for social media marketing to help you McSizzle and Shake Your Business. Thanks for listening. Talk soon. Thanks for checking out this Right Mix for Business presentation. Remember, if you need to bling your blog or you need help with any content assets for your business, Right Mix for Business. Yep. <laughs>